Good morning. Now you can. Sorry about that. That'll wake you up better than a cup of coffee. Good to see all of you. Hey, so we're, uh, we're in the middle of, uh, we just started last week our series, Unchained. And uh, if you could turn the lights on too. Also, Steve, I want to see everybody's beautiful face and keep everybody awake too. The light usually helps me in the morning. But uh, today is a very, very special day. You, you guys heard that my daughter got engaged yesterday. She's right there, so proud of her and Jeremiah and the way they've gone about this and uh, so excited for their future. And that's what God does. But uh, you need to pray for Jeremiah. You know, it's not an easy thing to marry the minister's daughter. Just kidding. No, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy, right? But we love the, the Farias family. And, uh, you know, I was looking at them yesterday, and I said uh, to him and his, his in-laws, I said, I, I guess we're family coming up here, right? And so that's very, very exciting. Also, just, you know, as, as Mike already shared, uh, Vince and Paula Lafarge got married on Friday. Wow, what a weekend. So I, I think uh, they, may, they may show up here at the service at 11. I don't know. No? Somebody told me they might. There may be a sighting. So uh, God bless them if they do. But we've been talking about this whole idea of unchained. And uh, today, today we're going to be talking about you know, vision un unchained. And, and let me just take you back to last week. We talked about the top 10 stress causers, things that just come into our lives and really make a mess of our lives. And there's 10 things we looked at four. And of those top four, you've got childhood trauma, uh, death of a loved one, and then number three, divorce, and number four, finances. And number three and number four are related. Number one cause of divorce, finances. And so for the next few weeks, we started last week, we're going to talk about this, this fourth item here, finances, because it has such a big effect on our lives. And one of the ways that, that, that it kind of infects us, and you can see it in the scriptures, when you know the story of when Jesus was arrested, who was it that turned him in? And for what? It was Judas, and he turned him in for money. You think about that. Turn in the Savior of the world for 30 silver coins. Wow. Did money have a hold on him? I mean, would you trade Jesus for any amount of money? After all he did? I mean, it's just crazy, but that's what money can do. And so one of the ways that we can set ourselves free is having God's view of money. And the choice is up to us. And we talked about this last week. We have a choice. We can do things our way or God's way. And we know that God's way is far superior to our way. Could be. Yeah, it's on. Mic's on, Steve. But I got no signal. Okay, I'll just keep the handheld. Um, but we talked about this. God's view of money is so much more superior than ours. And one of the ways that we can set our free set ourselves free is from greed. And you have you ever come in contact with a greedy person? I mean, it's just like, you know, you go to that to dinner with a greedy person, it's like, hey, you want to split this check? 
you know, and there, and there, here we go. It's going to, okay, well, the, you know, this is your part, and the water is, you know, and, and, and the chips, and you ordered the chips. I had one, but you ordered them. And he's going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's just no fun to be with a greedy person, right? But you get with a generous person, it's like, okay, man, we can have fun now, right? And God instructs us through his word, and we're going to talk about this in the next few weeks, that he wants us to be generous. But one of the ways to protect ourselves from greed is to give. And as God instructs us in his word to give, to give, and, 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 and look at what Jesus talks about. When you take money, what do you do with it? And we looked at this last week. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. This is Jesus' sermon on the mount, his most important sermon. And you think, well, how can I get involved in this portfolio, a heavenly portfolio, where the best return on my investment? And that is giving to something that's greater than ourselves. And that's what we're going to talk about today. But today I wanted to share, and this is a verse we looked at, but we're going to jump it. Today I want to talk about vision. Vision. Everything starts with a vision especially with God. Do you know that the church of Jesus Christ on opening day, God unleashed incredible vision. And Peter, when he stood up to give the very first sermon of the church of Christ in Acts chapter two, he told everybody, this is happening. It was prophesied by the prophet Joel, but this is what God wants to do. Look at what he said. Acts chapter two, and he's quoting the prophet Joel, Acts chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. He says, in the last days, guess what time frame this is, the last days? It's from Jesus' resurrection until Jesus' return. Has Jesus comes back yet? Has he come back? Not yet. So we're in the last days. He says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, men and women. Isn't that awesome that he included the women in this? Men, women, young men, young women, old men, old women. Both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. In other words, they will speak from God's vantage point. They're going to speak on the behalf of God. Sometimes we get a little weirded out with prophecy. Prophecy is just speaking on behalf of God. Okay, sometimes it can be a future vision, but a lot of times it's something that's going on right now and opening our eyes. So today I want to talk about special contribution and where it's going. But before we do that, I want to invite a young man who's had visions to come out here on stage. Okay? Please uh, welcome Brian Torres. Come on up here. Come on up here, Brian. Poor guy is uh, all chained up. Okay, and we're talking about unchained. But this, this is a young man, and I want you to share a little bit about the story this past year, how you had a vision. What, what was that vision? Um, that vision... Last summer, I was able to go out of Mexico City and just go out there and be a missionary. And that, I just felt God left that in there. Like, that is my vision. I want to go back there one day. And so, 
And uh, how old are you, Brian? I'm 25. And um, when you went to Mexico City, how long were you there? I was there for a month and a half. About six weeks, right? And what, what happened when you were on that vision? How, how much more did the vision grow being there among the people? Uh, it was just an amazing experience because you hear about it, like going out there and serve, but until you're out there and you experience the culture, the people, their faith, their hope, like it just encourages you to push through and like you want to go back there and give even more because they give you so much more than you can ever give them. Awesome. So we have a bit of a challenge. You have a vision, okay? And this is real, guys. What you see is real. Brian has a vision. But in order for, to fulfill that vision, it needs to be unlocked. And it needs to be unlocked with resources. And last year, you gave in your special missions contribution, and we were able to support Brian's trip to Mexico City and pay for bread and bed. Uh, and they helped him in Mexico City, but you were able to send him, and that dream got even bigger. But Brian's one of many young men and young women who want to serve God. And not just a little bit, their whole life. And 32 years ago, I was one of those young men that had a vision. And people unlocked that vision by pouring out with generous hearts. And so Brian, what if I were to tell you today the key to one of your locks to unchain your vision is in the audience here this morning? You believe it? Robert, you got the key. Come on up here and unlock, unlock Brian's dream. Unlock his vision. Now, this is important. You hold the key to unlock the next generation's vision. You may not want to go and be a missionary somewhere, but they do. And you can support them by giving a key and unlocking resources. Excellent. He's going the full distance there. Okay, so we still got, we still got one problem right here. Okay, some cuffs. And just like last week, and we talked about this last week. Some of you here in the audience are in handcuffs. Financially, you're in handcuffs. You can't support Brian. You can't support the future of the next generation because you're all chained up in your finances. And that's the whole reason why we are doing this series is to unchain people. And just like we talked about last week, where, where's the key to unchaining our resources? It's right here in God's Word. It's right here, and the word is the key to unchain Brian's vision.
And so what we're going to be doing in a few months is we're going to take up a collection as we do every year. And I, I just want to thank you guys because he was able to do what he did last year because of your generosity. And if you're a guest uh, here today, you're going to hear a little bit about where our money goes to support 37 churches in Mexico and Central America. Thousands of people, and you're going to see faces, and you're going to hear stories. So I want to welcome up to the stage Andoreni Flores from Mexico City, who's going to be sharing about... Bienvenido. Adelante. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be here. Really, really, it's the first time I am in LA in, with you. And uh, I want to thank you for all your support. I'm going to do my best with my English. I hope you understand me, but I want to thank you really from the bottom of my heart, all what you have done for us these last years, your unconditional support. Uh, and thank you to Laura and Peter, because they are really a blessing for us. Uh, I, I met them when they were missionaries there, and uh, they, their faith was so contagious uh, that I, I think maybe it's one of the reasons I'm here, uh, I'm still being a disciple. Uh, I was born in Mexico City, one of the biggest cities in, in the world. Let me show you. Uh, this is my family when I was uh, a kid. Yes, this is me. It's maybe it's, I, I think I know the time has uh, has changed, <laughs> but this this was me. I I, uh, I was born in a, a good house with good parents with a good education, and uh, you know the time happened and the the foundation of our home was not God, so I I grew up and uh, seen thing become to, to, my, to my life. Uh, I was an atheist. Uh, my family did, didn't give me any kind of spiritual education. For me, there was no God. Uh, everything has an explanation, scientific and, you know. But sin be become more and more in my life. I was involved in, in sexually sin. I was about to have a, a kid uh, when I was at the campus, in, in the campus, uh, when I was studying. Uh, my, my girlfriend told me she was pregnant. Uh, for me, it was really a surprise, uh, and I, did, I, I told her, okay, we, let's go and have this kid. But fortunately, and thanks God, she was not pregnant, and after that, I, I, be, I began to, to be involved in alcohol. I even smoked, I smoked pot, and I felt so empty I, 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 I really began to search answers for my life. But I, I didn't want religion. Uh, this was not an option for me. Religion was like, I don't like religious people. I don't like uh, uh, churches. Uh, so I, I began to look, and uh, my, my, my father is an alcoholic person, so I, I, I went to some meetings with a uh, uh, familiar of alcoholic person, you know that? Uh, the, the name is Alanon. And that's, that's where my, my journey began. I began to, to believe in God. That's the first time I pray. And uh, uh, 
God was humbling me very much because many people invite me to the church, uh, oh, the same church, your church. Uh, th this lasted five years, and uh, for me it was amazing because finally I surrendered it and I was introduced to the real Jesus in the, of the Bible. For me, that, that was such an impact. I couldn't believe this is Jesus. For, I, I can't believe that because for me, Jesus was just religion and, you know, they steal your money and, you know, <laughs> everything of that. And I decided this was, this was the man. This, this is the man I want to follow. And so, something so irrelevant becomes so main, meaningful. That's God. That's only God who, who could do that. I, I was scared, and I felt uh, it was impossible for me to finish that race, but I understood the only way I could do it is depending on God. And that was 25 years ago. I was baptized in November 10, 1921. And I want to say you something because I, I felt so free, so in chain. Uh, for the first time in my life, I, 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 I thought I, I can't die right now and I'm good with God. I'm, I, I, this was really amazing for me. And uh, that was the beginning of a long journey. Uh, I didn't believe in marriage, for example. And right now, this is my family. Three kids. Uh, that's like like three three years ago, and this is more most, more recent. A new member. <laughs> this is Tina, our 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 dog. Uh, and uh, amid challenges, because my 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 son right now is 15, you know, is in a teenager. Amid of, of the challenge, I have hope. Uh, and uh, I am a minister in Mexico. I am in the main leadership uh, team. And for me, it's, it's God that has worked a lot in my life. Uh, and I want to thank you all of you, really, really, uh, Mexico leaders, and trust me to tell you thank you for your commitment and your support for our church. Sometimes I know we don't deserve it, but you, you had done a great job. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, this is the, the main leadership group in Mexico. We are five couples right now. Uh, Arturo and, and Ana, uh, they are the, he's the teacher. This is me and my wife, Aaron and Leonor. Victor and Sandra, they lead the campus ministry. The campus ministry has growing from more than 100 right now, uh, and, and thank you for your support again. And this is Humberto and Miriam, uh, uh, the other couple. Uh, and, and I want to show you some of our couples that are leading in a volunteer way. I know th this, is a, this is our church leaders from all Mexico. We had a great meeting two years ago. And this is all our Bible Talks leaders in Mexico. Uh, it, it's, it's incredible that. Um, and uh, we have right now 20, 21 regions. 
and 10 volunteers, couples. They, they are non-full paid, and I want to show you very quickly who are them, Cesar and Maribel. They are leading a, a, a region of, uh, of 80 people. Right now, they are 100 members. Uh, Severiano and Lupita Tlahuac, they are 100 members. Marco Rossi Chavez in Iztacalco, 100 members. Rodolfo Selene, Chalco, 880 uh, members. Uh, Omar Anvanier, Naucalpan, 250 members, a, a, a large uh, region. Enrique Adriana, Ixtapaluca. Uh, Carlos and Belen, uh, they are leading the Texcoco mission, and I want to, to do a post here, because they were baptized in 2012, and in that year, Belen parents were baptized. In 2014, his older son as well. And then they began to be prepared to lead the Bible talk at Texcoco, dreaming of having a region there. And I want to tell you that right now, they are a region. Uh, they are more than 30 uh, disciples. And uh, I want to show you some pics, some pictures. What is Texcoco now? They began with uh, just one Bible talk, and he here, here they are. That's really great. And uh, another couples. And I want to tell you that for this year, the, the dream is to have a new region in Zumpango. It's a place uh, about one hour and a half from Mexico City. We are dreaming about that, and we are very excited. Uh, and and I, I want to talk to you about a vision we are very excited about that, that plan. Uh, since last year, uh, brothers of different churches are helping us to develop a vision for the World Church. Uh, Doug Arthur from Boston is leading that team, and we set different goals uh, in, in what we think are the most meaningful issues in Mexico. Uh, there is a team, you know, Javier Amaya, he is in the team, Rafa Lua, Doug, Kelly, Mark Buchholz from Boston. He's an elder in Boston. And they are helping us with our vision. What is our vision? We want to raise and appoint elders. We need elders in Mexico City. Uh, we want to have a great women ministry. And, uh, and uh, Kelly Amaya is leading the, the, this team. Our finance, uh, we are in very... We are struggling with our finance. You know, for example, the dollar come from 30 pesos to 21 pesos in, in the last three years, 76% more. And, and the fuel, the gasoline? Gasoline? Gasoline uh, grow, goes up 30% that, that year. So we are, we, are so we are having some struggles there, but we, we have faith that we are going to, to, to make the steps. And we are dreaming about the next generation. We want to have uh, brothers, young brothers in the full-time ministry and in the mission team, in the mission field, sorry. And Rafa Lua is leading that team, and, and we are very excited about, about that. And two years, two days, two weeks ago, we have this awesome meeting in the Arena Mexico. It's one of the best places, the best location in Mexico. We, we, had, we have all the church there, and we talk about the power of being one. That was our, our, our team. Uh, Doug, Ar Doug Arthur preached the word powerfully. 
and the church listened to the vision we are working for. We had a great time of praise and brotherhood. It was really great, and I want to show you a video because after, after our service, we, we did some uh, interview, and I, I want to show a video. Uh, Peter, can you help me to translate? I want to show the video. Mi nombre es Erika Tatiana Oviedo y pertenezco al Ministerio de Medios. Hoy es un gusto increíble poder escuchar a nuestros hermanos lo que vivieron en esta reunión. Estamos aquí este, muy contentos de haber presenciado este evento, de, de ver los sueños que tiene la Iglesia. Eh, la visión que tiene para un futuro. Yo me llamo Connie, tengo 20 años en la iglesia. Mi esposo tiene cuatro, tres años de haberse bautizado. Y este, mi hijo igual, mi hijo Alan. Patty fue quien me invitó a la iglesia y está aquí que no quiere hablar. Pero, pero muy agradecidos. Este, en la familia ya somos, ya somos más de 21 discípulos. Y hemos podido ver de veras la, la mano de Dios bendiciendo a la familia Díaz en Ecatepe. Muchas gracias por el amor que Dios ha tenido a nuestras vidas, you, por el amor que tiene a su iglesia, por Lord, nuestros for líderes, por soñar for por nosotros. Leader, y creo que va a seguir trayendo a toda nuestra familia y nos va a seguir usando para que muchas almas se puedan salvar. Gracias. Thank you. Hola, ¿cómo están? Mi nombre es Severiano, junto con mi familia, Guadalupe Zamora y Mía, mi hija de 11 años. Me siento muy contento que tengo 11 años en la iglesia y me siento muy contento de tener esta reunión, bendiciéndonos, viendo tanto el amor de Dios y viendo, viendo tantos milagros a través de estos años, viendo el poder de Dios. Nosotros somos un matrimonio de 12 años. Tenemos 12 años casados, mi esposo tiene 20 años en la fe, yo tengo 28, bueno voy a cumplir en un mes, cumplo 28 años y este, pues, eh, estamos dirigiendo ahorita el ministerio en Tláhuac, muy contentos, la verdad ha sido increíble y pues muy felices por este nuevo cambio, estamos muy muy agradecidos con los hermanos de Estados Unidos que nos ayudaron a que esto sí. se hiciera posible, pero sobre todo muy felices por la visión que hoy existe, estamos eh, pues deseosos también de tener esa visión y de poder echarle muchas ganas y de crecer y ayudar. Digo, amo a mi hija y de verdad yo la quiero ver en ese ministerio. Yo quiero que ya un día ella igual sea parte de ese ministerio de prejóvenes, de jóvenes universitarios y que pueda hacer grandes cosas para la iglesia y pues claro que estamos dispuestos a contribuir en lo que sea necesario. Gracias. Amén. Erika Oviedo para el Ministerio de Medios. She, she, they, they are a couple of, uh, she has 28 years uh, in the faith, and she's very grateful uh, 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 with you. And I want to tell you, none of this would have happened without your support. Really, uh, I appreciate what you do all, the, all the last, these last years, and thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. Sorry for my English. Uh, I hope you understand. Okay, we're gonna sit there, it works. Yeah. Awesome, thank you Andorini. You guys need to learn Spanish, <laughs> right? 
I mean, the video was really a description. Sorry we couldn't get that translated in time. But it was a description of families and what somebody did 25 years ago in Andoreni's case. Now he's one of the main leaders of the church. I remember Andoreni when he was a college student, just like Brian. And now he's over 1,500 members, a minister of that responsibility, him and his wife. Uh, and it's, it's amazing what God is doing. So what you give this year is going to have an effect for many years to come. In fact, the way Jesus portrayed it is it's going to go in heaven and it's going to be there because people are getting saved. And that's an internal investment. But here's a question that we looked at last week, and I, and I want to just bring it uh, to your attention again. What could the people of God do for the kingdom of God if they saw money the way God does? What could we do? If we just change our view, and one of the reasons if there's some pushback here today, well, you know, I feel uncomfortable with talking about money in church. Well, the reason you feel that way is because your view is man's view, and people get weirded out. And we go to great lengths here in the church to make sure we do everything by the book, and it's transparent, and we do it right. Uh, even in this money that we send to Mexico and Central America, we make sure we follow up and say, okay, did you guys use the money? Show us, give us some, some sheets, and are you getting audited by an accounting firm locally? They do that in Mexico City. They get audited by an outside accounting firm to make sure they're using the money the way we want it to be used. Amen. And so we go to great lengths, but it comes back to where? God doesn't want our money. We talked about this last week. He wants our hearts. But too often our hearts get infected with this hold on money. And we got to let it go. We got to let it happen. So in order to get God's view on money, we're going to do this program together. And, and some of our members in our church have already gone through this program. And we're going to talk about it more last week. But it's called Financial Peace University. It's a biblical view. It's not rocket science, but a biblical view on how to see and use money as a tool. And so it could lose your grip. Last week I gave you guys a little homework. Do you remember that? Yes. How many of you were able to do it? And I brought my little booklet here. I'm ready to get transparent. You can, you can see where I've tracked everything this past week. Laura's tracked hers. And this evening and tomorrow we're going to go through last week and we're going to look at, and, and we talked about this last week, knowing where your money's going, right? How can you know where it's going if you're not keeping track? And it's one of the, the teachings here. And then one of the teachings that we looked at last week, and that was your other homework, every day last week, you're going to say a phrase. How many of you remember the phrase? God is the owner. I am the manager. God is the owner. I am the manager. How many of you were able to do that every day last week? Mm. Need some work this week. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to you again. Do it again this week. Really, really important, guys, because I can remember uh, getting text messages from brothers and sisters reminding each other when they were getting gas at the gas station and saying it, and they sent out a text, putting gas in the car, and there's the money, ding, 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 ding. And okay, God is the owner, I'm the manager. And how am I doing with my management? It helps us so much. And even one of those impulse buys, you know, that you want to buy and go spend, you go, God is the, man God is the owner. Does he want me to do this? I'm the manager. Maybe I need to wait on this purchase. So I'm going to give you some, some homework this week, and, and, and it's discuss with your family group how we can make the goal to unchain vision. If you uh, 
have your newsletter, go ahead and get it out because we're going to go through this material on the back. Okay, so how, how much are we going to give to Mexico and Central America this year? And how much are we going to give to support the next generation vision? If you didn't get a newsletter, go ahead and raise your hand. Make sure you get you, get you one. Okay. Thank you, guest services, for what you guys do. If you look on the back of your newsletter, on the back, you're going to see a breakdown of our special missions contribution 2017. Okay? And just so you guys know, I've been doing this for uh, about 32 years, giving to special missions contribution. And it has been by far the biggest and most consistent investment I've made with my money, with God's money. And what he's done with it is just blow away. And how he's turned around and given back to me and blessed me in so many ways. Okay, you can't outgive God. No way. We're going to go through the numbers here. On behalf of Special Missions 2017, on behalf of the 38 churches in Mexico and Central America, we would like to express their, they would like to express their gratitude for your generosity. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. This year's Special Missions will be on Sunday, May 7th. Okay, Sunday, May 7th. And the goal we have is to give $175,000, which would be 10 times what you give on your normal weekly contribution. Some of you said, wow, exactly. That's a wow number. Okay, and I want to congratulate some of you because you've been doing this, and this is about the, about the number we gave last year. Every year we've been given this amount of money. And a lot of what happens in Mexico and Central America couldn't happen without us. And I talked about Financial Peace University. Guess what they're going to be doing in May? In Espanol, Financial Peace University. And the reason they're going to do it is because of the influence that you and I have. And I want to tell you, remember the numbers that I threw up on the screen last week? The average American debt, average American debt, and not including homes, just credit cards and cars, 43,000. That was students. Students are 48. That was close. $43,000. I want to shock you. Do you know that in Mexico City, it's worse? It's worse. And when we and I were talking, he says he's got some members in the church who have a box, a box full of bills, and they're all credit cards. And a, and a, and a brother in the church Basically, he was asking him, so how many credit cards do you have? And he pulled out his wallet. He pulled out a book. And there was upwards of 20 credit cards that he owed on each one. And no way in his life is he going to be able to pay that money back. Talk about chained. But what can financial peace do for those people? I mean, it, it is, it is, I just got to be honest, it's a corrupt system, the credit card and the banks. I just got to tell you guys, it's, it's, it's hey, it may, may seem like, well, it got me out of a jam, but it's, it is, is legalized enslavement. Because you got people walking in and signing up for credit cards, they have no idea what they're signing up. They don't read the fine print, 21, 22% annual interest rate. Are you crazy? So we got to get educated. 
they got to get educated, and in May of this year, they're going to get educated, and that's going to set them free. But it starts with you, and we're educating that. Okay, so here's the breakdown of our special missions. Okay? Mexico and Central America, we're going to give to them straight up $135,000 as we give every year. Okay, and then we're going to, for that day, we're going to take up our weekly because, you know, we got to take care of our bills here, right? 17.5, which is our weekly budget. And then we want to unchain. This wasn't just a symbolic thing. We want to unchain some students. So over and above these two first line items, it's going to go towards our students. Because we've got about five students that want to do work in the ministry. And we want to give them a taste of what it's like for the summer, maybe the fall, maybe a part-time internship. And we want to, because that's our future. Okay, that's our future in the church to lead the next generation of your kids. So no, the special will be deposited, can be deposited online up till uh, July 1st. Okay, and if you want to learn more about that, you can talk to Jim Tota or Virgil Dean. Okay, they can help you with that. Okay, as we prepared our hearts to give generously for special missions, please pray for God to move in the following areas. The church and leadership in Mexico City and Central America. Our mission work here in the Lighthouse will continue that we'll have generous hearts and create ways to raise funds. And I want you to know that we're going to be starting a raffle. So you can say, well, I don't have 10 times my weekly. Do you know that you can sell raffle tickets to people outside of our church, and we've raised upwards of $17,000 from that, from people not even in our church, because they want to win a TV? And we can do that, okay? If you don't have it, you can raise it, okay? And open doors for uh, the courage to speak on God's behalf, and that's here. Okay, so I really want you and your family to be praying about this between now and May 7th. To prepare yourselves, okay? And then we're going to be talking about Financial Peace University coming up. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and and then we're going to take our our communion together, something we do every week because we want to remember, what's this really about? It's about Jesus. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus because there may be churches, but generation after generation need to hear about Jesus. Young people, and, and as I told you, the generation that's coming up is the generation that's least attending church, least leaning in to hear about Jesus. There's a huge need that we need to address. Paul talked to the church in Corinth. Because of the service by which you've proved yourselves, others will praise God. You saw it on the video. People praise God because of what you do. Year after year, they praise God. Thousands of people praise God for what you give. You'll never meet them here on earth. But they praise God for you because they're able to start a church, their whole family. That sister had 21 members of her family in the church. And then they got the little kid that runs up his future, you know, that he has hope. Others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ. Part of our confession of I believe in Jesus is I'm willing to help other people know about Jesus too, both in my actions and me speaking, but also my giving and my pouring out my my heart because that's where your heart is a lot of times. And for your generous sharing with them and with everyone else. 
And in their prayers, think about this, when they're in their closet praying to God, and in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you. I want you to just stop and think about that, that people's hearts from Mexico and Central America are going out to you because of what you do and what you give. Through God, it's like a, you know, a, a telephone call. And you need to receive that. I was talking with a brother you know, who struggles with negativity this past week, and I said, man, you need to take some time to receive some encouragement because he's got these tapes running in his mind about what's wrong and this is wrong and this is, I didn't do this right and I do that. Man, you, you guys as a church are doing incredible things for God. You're doing right. You're doing good. Receive it. Yes. Receive it. So you can be encouraged because of the surpassing grace of God has given to you. And let me just tell you this, guys. You may think you have problems, but you live in one of the wealthiest countries in the world. The United States of America is not the rest of the world. We are so blessed. And I believe that's why God has called us to be givers. And we get to give. We get to give. And he's been so good to us. Like this past weekend, I mean, I got to share with you guys, who am I? To have a, you know, Jer Lauren and Jeremiah and everything that's happening and having a village of people around them to help their grow their relationship. Who am I that I get to marry Vince and, and Paula and just watch that, that healing? Watch that power. Watch, watch what God is doing. I mean, he's been so good to us, even through our hardships. Thanks be to God for his it starts with his indescribable gift. We give gifts because he gave first. Yeah. Amen? And right now we're going to take the communion as a reminder of the great, great, great gift that Jesus gave us through his body and his blood. Let's pray for the communion. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for Jesus. Thank you for the indescribable gift that you've given us, God that all of our sins have been forgiven. And we ask you, God, this morning in the name of Jesus to just pour over us grace, love, gratitude. And Father, help us to turn around and be generous with people around us who need your help. And Father, I pray that you'll use us as a church, Father, to help a lot of people in our community who need you. Father, we lift up Jesus right now and remember his body and his blood as we take the communion. Bless this communion and bless our church. Thank you for Andoreni being here, God, and that this is so much bigger than us. God, it's all over the world, and we're grateful we can be a part of it. Thanks be to Jesus. We lift him up right now. In his name we pray, amen.